0: To the human heart, you see, and grace is everything for us on this side of the cross. He says here in John one seventeen, he says, for the law was given through Moses, law came through Moses, but he says God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. And so notice grace is God's unfailing love and God's faithfulness and grace came through Jesus Christ. The King James says the law was given by Moses grace and truth came and so the law was given there's distance it was something that was handed over uh, from God through Moses but he says grace and truth came and grace and truth if you back up once again to verse 14 here in John chapter 1 you'll see that the where he says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth friends who is he talking about he's talking about Jesus and so Jesus is full of grace and truth grace and truth of course, go together. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the truth is a person. Amen. Grace is a person, and it's Jesus. And so what we're talking about here, when we're talking about grace, is we're talking about Jesus. And I always want to show you the scripture in John 1, 17, because this is really the major dividing line in the Bible, the major divide in scripture. Because remember, you got to rightly divide the word. And the major dividing line is always going to be between the law that came by Moses and the grace and truth that came by Jesus. You see? And so when you're reading scripture, when you look at the Bible, you got to oftentimes really ask yourself, well, is, is this, is what I'm reading here, is this law or is this grace, you see? And and someone says, well, Alex, what about the whole Old Testament? Well, here's the thing. Grace is present in the Old Testament. You, you see glimpses of grace there. And there's a, the law, of course, but here's the deal is that for us in the new covenant, we want to interpret the Old Testament in the light of the new. And uh, we're going to talk about this more, you know, how to really rightly divide the word and and, and how to really look at the scripture through the lens of the finished works of Jesus Christ but what i want you to see is is that grace has got to be everything grace has got to be the foundation for absolutely everything and so what i want us to see is he says grace is god's unfailing love it's god's unfailing love and his faithfulness and so grace is all about how much God loves you and loves me. How much God already loved us. Uh, flip over to um, just two chapters over. Uh, John chapter 3, very familiar verse, verse 16, where he says, For God so loved the world. Stop right there, friend. Take that in. God so loved the world. You see, this is a, a verse that's so familiar and It's like the one verse that maybe everybody's heard. (laughs) But how easy, friends, is it for us to just kind of, you know, look at it and and not really catch the full scope of that? You know, that God so loved, that God's whole motivation is love. He says, God so loved the world that he gave. Oh, Notice this, Uh, love is going to inspire the action of giving. You see, love is going to motivate me to give, (laughs) and so we can't be motivated to give by fear. Well, Alex, I'm going to give because otherwise I think I'm going to be cursed, so I better give so I won't be cursed. Well, hold on. You see, the Bible says that God so loved, and notice the action that it produced was he gave, and so love is going to produce an action. That action is, man, I'm going to give. And so God gave, he said, he gave his only begotten son. He gave the treasure of heaven, friends. He gave his only begotten son so that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, you see? And so God's motivation is his love. And so us believing on Jesus, friends, here's what you want to understand. And this is so important. You want to understand and believe and receive every single day that, 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 that he loves you, that he loves you that that he loves you that that God loves you man he loves you so much someone says alex how can i really know that god loves me friend you can know that he loves you because he gave the treasure of heaven for you man you were so valuable to god uh, that god said man i i'm i'm going to go through the trouble of sending my own son into the world uh, so that you could have life so that you and i we could be delivered we could be saved we could be made whole you see and so his motivation is his love now notice the next verse Verse 17, he says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Now, let's stop right there and break this down. So if we look at this now in context, well, then it means to me here, friends, I submit to you that to condemn is not is going to be the opposite of love. You see, he loved God, loved the world. And he sent Jesus not to condemn the world. And now, now now, I have a question. Now, if God sent Jesus not to condemn the world, how is it, friends, that there is so much um, condemnation-based religion sometimes in the world? Sometimes we come across that, right? We've all seen it, you see. And, and, and so, but, but 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 God said he did not send Jesus to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The word saved here is the Greek word zozo, which is not only going to heaven, but zozo means healed. It means to be delivered. It means to be made sound. It means to be brought to a place of safety, to have your needs be supplied. All of that is contained in salvation. All of that is contained in God expressing his love for us. And so man, when God looks at the world and we look at the world and all the issues that go on in the world, and there's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of sin. Um, but man, I'm submitting to you that we, as the body of Christ, I, our job is not to condemn. Now, uh, here's here's what you want to understand: to not condemn doesn't mean that you're approving of of ungodliness. Well, God certainly doesn't approve of it, but He said He didn't condemn, right? And so we don't condemn. But our job should be, man, let us reflect the love of God to the world. You know, let's be instruments where people look at our lives. And they can see something in us that is different, something in us that's going to plant a seed in their lives, man, something in us that's going to point back to the Father, that's going to point back to Jesus. And so I submit to you that our motivation, our motivation should be the love of God. Amen. We should be motivated by the love of God. Now, now here's what the Lord has been dealing with me on is this issue of fear this issue of fear and God has actually been showing me in my own life, man, that there's been some areas where if I'm totally honest with you, I was kind of letting fear, um, you know, influence me and I'm going to submit something to you is that, is that fear is, is something that if you don't, if you're not watchful, if you're not deliberate about, um, receiving God's love and focusing on God's love, fear is going to try to creep in. Uh, Fear is going to try to creep in, but but here's what you want to understand is that you and I, as born-again believers, friends, we cannot ever allow fear to run our lives. You see, fear and the world system, of course, is based on fear. I mean, everything in the world is based on fear. The motivation is fear. The motivation is fear. The motivation under the Mosaic law was fear. You see, under the law of Moses, where people had to uh, perform, well, when you're in a performance-based mentality, well, what happens is there is always going to be, there's always going to be in the back of our mind some fear because the fear is, well, Alex, what if I fall short? What if I fall short? You see, certainly the system of the world is performance-based. Everyone's just trying to do their own thing. Everyone's trying to earn and deserve something and, and, and this, that, and the other. And I submit to you, man, there's a motivation. And, I, you know, you hear people talk about this. It's not really a big revelation or secret is that there's a, a, always a fear of, man, what if, I, what, if I, uh, what if I'm not good enough? What if I fall short? You know, and so there's fear. Now, the law of Moses produced fear. In fact, head over to uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verses uh, 15 and 16. Romans chapter 8, verses uh, 15 and 16. Praise God. Uh, Under the law of Moses, there was a constant fear of, uh, of punishment. Constant fear of punishment. So if you are a believer a christian and you're operating in a performance-based mindset and again god showed me this in my own life in other words if i'm really kind of very focused on on my performance and and what i'm doing rather than on on what jesus has already done and his love for me well it's going to produce some fear because i can't help but wonder well man what if i'm falling short and obviously man the law of moses which demanded perfection Uh, everybody's going to fall short of the standard of the law, the standard of perfection. And so that's going to produce fear. Notice, however, what he says here in Romans chapter 8, verses um, 14 and 15, or 15 uh, 15 and 16, excuse me. I'm going to read this in the, um, I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation where he says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves watch this, instead you received God's spirit. You received God's spirit. May I remind you, friend, if you are in Christ, you have God's spirit dwelling on the inside of you. God is not distant from you. It doesn't matter how it feels in your emotions. Doesn't matter what your circumstances look like. God is not distant. He has taken up residence on the inside of you. The spirit of grace, man, lives on the inside of us. He says, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Verse 16, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Let me read this also in the King James, where he says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage. Notice again to fear the spirit of bondage again to fear. Well, Alex, why does he say again? Well, the context here is he's referring to the law, living under the law. You see Romans seven, Paul was describing his experience of, of living under the law of Moses, Romans eight, he goes into, um, you know, there's no condemnation to them who, live, who are in Christ. And he talks about all these things that are true about us here in Christ. And so he says in verse 15, he says, you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear talking about the law of Moses, that the, the the law of Moses keeps us in bondage to fear any time that I'm focused more on my own performance than I am on the love of God for me, the finished works of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's going to produce some fear. But he goes on to say, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And he goes on to say, the spirit himself uh, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so, and so, Fear has no place in the life of a believer. In fact, catch this now. Fear tolerated is going to be faith contaminated. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. And so the Bible says faith works by love. Look at Galatians um, chapter 5 have your Bible. Otherwise, just write down these scriptures and look at them in your your own time. But Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says, for in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, uncircumcision, but watch this now, but faith with which worketh by love. So friend, if you are believing God for something and you're having trouble believing God, the Bible says faith works by love. Now here's what religion has done religion and performance had us think well alex uh that means faith is going to work when i love god enough faith is going to work by how much i love god well well, alex i got to make sure that i'm loving god enough and so now what you're doing is is you're performing and making sure well lord am i loving you enough hopefully i'm I'm loving god enough and 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 and, you know and and so love becomes a performance but friend i'm going to submit to you love can never be a performance Man, I want you to really catch this. I want you to write it down. I want you to say it, type it in the chat. Love can never be a performance. Love has got to be something that comes from the heart. Man, if you're in a relationship or you're married and, and love is like performing, man, I'm I'm just I'm gonna perform uh, you know, to try to keep my spouse happy and everything and everything. That's not that's not how that is supposed to work. You know, love is is something that has to be birthed in the heart. And here's what I'm submitting to you. The scripture of faith worketh by love, it's not man, my faith is gonna work by how much I love God. No, what it is, is is my faith is gonna work by how much I believe God loves me. Glory to God when I can believe that I'm loved by God. Well, what happens is Holy Spirit, the Bible says, sheds the love of God abroad in our hearts. That's Romans 5, 5. And so what happens is he works on the inside of me. And now it's his love, glory to God, his love uh, that's going to transform me, his love uh, that's going to change me, his love uh, that's going to motivate me, his love uh, that's going to cause me to believe him. Amen. You see? And so you got to believe how much God loves you. And so this is why I say every single day we got to we got to be very deliberate about, man, I'm going to sit down. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to receive the love of God. I'm going to believe God loves me. I'm going to believe God loves me. And because God loves me, I can walk in his love. Now, fear, catch this, what is fear? How do we define fear? you know, I, I, I always like to define things so we really kind of understand what we're talking about. And I'm talking about fear now for a Christian, for a born-again believer. Why would you and I be walking around in fear? Well, fear is quite simply this. Fear, which comes from the enemy and not from God. Fear comes from Satan. It does not come from God. Now, fear is this. It is this thought that says, well, Alex, what if what God promises me doesn't come to pass? Alex, I know this is what the word says, but what if it's not gonna happen for me? (laughs) Maybe it's gonna happen for somebody else, but maybe not for me. That's fear. That's what it is. For you and me, that's the only reason we're gonna be walking in fear is because, man, I know God promised me something, okay? But man, what if it doesn't come to pass, you see? And so the moment you begin to realize that, you, you identify what it is, it's like, yeah, now, you know, now I know what it is and I, now I'm able to be free from it. Yeah, I, now I can be free from it. I'm no longer in bondage to that fear. And friends, what's the only way to become free from that bondage? You gotta understand grace. You see, because if you think that God is going to reward you based on how well you perform, well, then you can't really have any faith because you you know somewhere deep down you know all of us know that we're not going to perform perfectly, (laughs) okay? Uh, We're not gonna we're gonna miss it every now and then, and so you got to understand grace. You got to understand God's love. You got to understand that God loves us first. He says in First John chapter four verse 10, he says, this is real love. Man, you want to know what real love is? He's going to describe it. He says, this is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, glory to God, and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. The way to experience real love is to look to the cross and to understand that the cross rightly understood is the highest expression of God's love for humanity, that God sent Jesus, that God did what he did, that Jesus did what he did because he loved us and because he wants us to be set free from any type of bondage. You see? Yeah. And so we got to receive his love. We got to receive his love. And the only way to do it is is grace and now going back to well people say well Alex well under grace people are going to sin more no hold on hold on you see that whole line of thinking is like is what you're saying if, if somebody says that what you're saying is man you're really saying then that that our motivation to live right is fear is fear of punishment well, Alex, I better live right today, otherwise God's going to punish me. Alex, I better give, otherwise I'll, I'll be cursed. But 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 God's motivation is love. So how can fear how could fear then be the 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 proper motivation for a born again New Testament believer, you see? And so no. Under grace we don't sin more when we understand grace, because you can't separate grace from Jesus. Like I said in the beginning, man, when I'm talking about grace, I'm talking about Jesus. When I'm talking about grace, I'm talking about the cross. When I'm talking about grace, glory to God. I'm talking about what Jesus already did for us. And what I'm talking about is, is us having a heart to heart encounter with the Lord Jesus man, where he's transforming me and changing me moment to moment. That's grace. See, that's grace. And under grace, love is going to become the motivation. Romans chapter 13, verse 8 says, Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. Now notice this. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Love fulfills the requirements of the law. In other words, when I'm walking in love, I'm not going to do something that's going to violate um, you know the the Ten Commandments, for example. You see, but but my my I'm not gonna try to live based on those commandments. Based on man, I got to do this to be okay with God, or I got to use rule keeping, uh, you know, to not sin today or whatever. No, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on the love of God, and the love of God is gonna change you. The love of God is gonna change you. Uh, let's end with First John chapter three. Verse twenty three, because you got to understand what the commandments are in this new covenant. Uh, you know, there's commandments of the old covenant that was the Mosaic law. There's commandments of the new covenant. John makes it so clear. He says in First John three twenty three, he says, "And this is his commandment. Watch this: that we should believe on the name of his Son Jesus Christ." and love one another as he, Jesus, gave us commandment. And so the two commandments that we are under is believe on Jesus, walk in his love. And notice friend, commandment number two doesn't come until commandment number one. In other words, you believe on Jesus first. You understand not only that, Jesus died for me and rose again. No, well, I understand that he did it because he loves me. And now that's going to enable his love to be in my heart. And now I can walk in commandment number two and I can walk in love, you see. And so we are called to walk in love, not in our own strength, not in our own human ability, man, but we're called to walk in his love. And you know what? It's the Holy Spirit is going to enable us to do it. And so, friend, let's identify areas in our lives where we can say, and sometimes you got to be honest, and grace allows you to be honest with yourself. And you can say, man, have I been motivated by fear? Have I been motivated by fear? And then what happens is you don't condemn yourself or whatever. No, you say, well, Lord, I repent from this fear. To repent means to have a change of, of mind. And I say, I say, Lord, I repent from this fear. Lord, help me to walk in a greater remembrance of your love. Lord, I know you love me. <laughs> Lord, I know you love me. And Lord, I pray that I could be an instrument for your love. You see, and let the Holy Spirit work on the inside of you. Let the Holy Spirit transform you. I guarantee you, you walk in the love of God, man. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do things that are displeasing to God. Now, are we gonna make mistakes? Of course, but, but our heart is always gonna be, man. I just wanna be an expression a vehicle, a vessel for the love of God. And I submit to you, that is how we are called to live in this new covenant of grace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.